BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right, welcome to Birdland tonight. Um, it's going to be a fun one because we're frustrated with the Orioles. Joining me is Cody from I Just Like the Ducks podcast. Cody, how you doing? Pretty good, Josh. Well, I could be doing better, but uh, we'll get into that. How about yourself? You know, I'm doing well. You know, it's going to be a good show when we start arguing back and forth about the Orioles before we even hit the go live button. So, uh, all right. So if you're joining us live, thank you. If you're checking out the podcast on Sunday or Monday, whenever you want to catch up, uh, we just watched Saturday night's game as the Orioles just fell to the Oakland Athletics 7-2. to two. This was a bullpen game started by Wade LeBlanc after Keegan Aiken cut his finger after we sent Dean Kramer down. Uh, lots of frustrating things in that statement alone. Cody, where are we going to start with our anger with this team? All right, so so let's back up a little bit. Uh, oh, you're going to make me talk about the game, aren't you? Well, so we've been a little bit frustrated with the way that the Orioles have performed and, and obviously with scoring runs. We did score. Did we get two runs? We got uh, two. Two on the board Which, tonight. I will say, I don't care that we gave up seven runs because this could have been a great game like we've seen all week giving up three runs, and we still would have lost. So I don't care. I, all of my issues with the pitching tonight is with the way the pitching staff's being managed. We'll get to that, absolutely. Let me start with here. Was there anything that you liked about tonight's game? Yeah, that guy re- replaced that thing to clean your cleats really fast. <laughs> and I loved that Jim Palmer was fascinated that it was really simple and fast for the guy to nail, hammer nails into mud. <laughs> Clearly, Jim Palmer hasn't used the hammer. No, no. You know, guys like that, I don't know. if When you have that much money, I, I don't know if you use a hammer. So, yeah, I like that. Um, uh, I don't know. What, else, what do you like today? So, I, I thought, you know, again, in, in going off a little bit of, uh, of Jim Palmer and you know, feeding off him, his energy, but you know, Pedro Severino still seemed to be hitting the ball. Um, significantly better than you know the first part uh, of the month, uh, but and, and again, trying not to get into the stuff that I didn't like, you know, named Rio Ruiz. Uh, but I, I thought that Freddie Galvis and um, and Michael Franco, I, I'm still liking you know th- those both those guys. I didn't like them, and I think part of that was I didn't know them. I didn't know anything about them. I you know I really like what we saw with both those guys on the road trip. I have a lot more confidence in those guys 
than I do other Orioles that I've watched for the past three, four years. Actually, I don't know if there's any Oriole that's been on the team for that long. But um, Chris Davis. Chris Davis. True. Um, uh, that might be and the man, that might be it actually. I think I think Trey was in there 2018. Yeah, but, but Trey uh, wasn't there last year, so no. I don't. I don't. Know. I mean, if that's the case, you're counting Cedric Mullins with his ups and downs. Um, you know who got three strikeouts tonight? And this team that really struggles with the strikeouts. We only got nine strikeouts tonight. I guess that's a win. We kept it in the single digit. I'm going to say Dylan Tate. No, no, no. At the plate. Oh no, we're talking about guys that sucked. <laughs> No. Uh, I, I'm going to guess Rio Ruiz. Uh, no. And if you're talking pitchers, Wells was the only guy that got – Wells got four strikeouts. Okay. Uh, Armstrong got two, and LeBlanc got two, and Tanner Scott got one. And that's I, it. Okay. As far as strikeouts from our pitchers. Uh, Pedro Severino. So you want to get – you want to praise him for his one hit that got an RBI. True. But he got three strikeouts tonight. And that's kind of like – what this team is a whole lot of strikeouts and then they do something simple and kind of works and you're like oh let's praise him yeah um, yeah he had he had a that rbi last night um i just feel like he's one of those he's he's one of the guys that i have a little bit more confidence in than than chance cisco what was chance cisco doing bunting uh and what was that maybe the, the in the middle of the game uh i i've never seen chance cisco bunt in the two years that he's been on the team well, were you more irritated at that or him getting thrown out at third? Trying oh. to steal third. <laughs> Forget about that. So here's another thing. Why did the Orioles, and, and I'm, you're going to have to help me out with the name of the new third base coach, Tony Mazzaloni? Sure. Mazzaloni? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm perfect with names. Yep. <laughs> so when the Orioles you know, do actually get the bases loaded, um, and, and I'm trying to remember who it was that, that had the hit, but they held up. The way that the commentary was, is that Cedric Mullins was was off at the the crack of the bat and almost caught up with Austin Hayes, who was on third, uh, but they held uh, they held Cedric Mullins up. Um, Cedric Mullins probably being the fastest guy on the team. Why they don't have him running to try to get another run on the board uh, and holding him up on the third? I, I I feel like we've had a couple questionable calls from the third base side, uh, and I just don't know what's going on there. I. Yeah, I don't understand the immediate run on the pass ball for Chancisco. We all know Chancisco is not fast. He may be one of the slowest guys on the team. And uh, we're not playing in Oakland. If that happens in Oakland, you can get two bases on that. You're fine. Uh, Camden Yards has that brick back. You know that bounces back. So uh, you're right. Base running was a mess. But I can't complain again about the base running because it's such a mess at the plate. People in Baltimore love to trash Chris Davis. Um, Chris Davis would probably not have the worst batting average on this team right now because we've got Chan Cisco still at 185, Rhea Ruiz at 148, and a whole bunch of guys in the 200s. It's ridiculous. I, I, I agree. I agree. Let, let's, uh, let's, let's start at the beginning of the game. Why, uh, why, why is Wade LeBlanc on this team? see now you're not talking about the beginning of this game you're talking about the beginning of what's going on with this pitching situation wade the blanc's on this team because he's fine to come in for one inning he's a fine middle relief guy he's a he's a below average 
last year, he was a below average starter. He was kind of one of these veterans where we just needed arms on the team last year. He and Tommy Malone came in and they were, you know, I, I'm trying to remember if Tommy Malone was also a left-hander, but he's not a great starting pitcher. No, but he, he is the guy who was in the bullpen with starting pitching experience when they oh. realized, oh, crap, we really screwed this up. We're all at the stadium hanging out. We're ready to start a game and we don't have a starting pitcher. So do you think that's what happened? Do you think that the intent all along was to call up Keegan Aiken? Well, here's what I don't get. Let's back up a little bit. I get it. So they said, oh, well, LeBlanc has to start because Keegan Aiken was going to get his start today, which we would have all enjoyed, but he cut himself making breakfast or something this morning in the kitchen. Yeah, on his throwing hand. Yeah, I, it, I don't know. I mean, he could have just ran to Dunkin' Donuts, said, I, I got a big game. I'm going to grab some, grab something, some coffee and whatever food they sell there and be good and probably get his pitching. Instead, he decided to cut his finger probably on an avocado or something. So, but the problem is, how did we get to this point that Keegan Aiken? And this is what I can't figure out. And I keep trying to do the math because. I feel like we need Dean that Kramer. meme of, of all the math stuff going around your head as you try to figure this out. Yeah, and I want to see that meme of the two Spider-Mans pointing to each other, but I want it to be Brandon <laughs> Hyde and Mike Elias just pointing at each other, trying to figure out I what happened that. here. Um, because Dean Kramer pitched on the 17th, which was last – In Texas. Which Got a was win. in Texas. Last Saturday. That's right. And they Saturday night, they sent him down. And, and, and the story was, we have two off days, so we don't need a fifth man. Makes sense. You do the math. Okay, your number one pitcher pitches Sunday, so then he can pitch again in six days. So you go Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay, he can pitch again on Friday. Today's Saturday. So... We didn't use our first, our number one pitcher on Friday. We didn't use our, our number one pitcher on Saturday. He's pitching tomorrow on Sunday. We had two off days. We sent our fifth pitcher down because we don't need him. And then we decided that we didn't want to pitch on normal rest. We wanted to give everyone off two off days. Because normal rest for John Means would have been yesterday. Yeah, so, so, you're giving, so you're giving him two days. Like the two off days, you gave him real off days, which comes back to why did you send Dean Kramer down if you were going to give him off days? It makes no sense. Yeah, because let's look at it. The last time John Means pitched was, uh, was April 18th. And then, of course, we had a, an off day as the team traveled to Miami. And then we had another off day. So from the 18th to tomorrow, the 25th. Um, seven days. Yeah, that, yeah, that's seven days. That's so, what I'm saying. Today, you could have had John Means pitch. With one extra day of rest, you could have had Matt Harvey pitch on normal rest. You could have had Bruce Zimmerman pitch with one day short. What happened? I don't understand how we got <laughs> to this point of uh, we were going to give Keegan Aiken a start, but he cut his finger. Is Keegan Aiken the only starting pitcher at the alternative site? No, uh, Zach Lothar pitched a hell of a game. Uh, it, it, he might not have been ready, but uh, Michael Bauman, I think, is down there. All right. I get that Kramer you couldn't bring back up. I don't even know how that would have worked. I don't think you could have brought Kramer up. 
because Aiken wasn't on your team to send down with an injury. So he was already off the team injured. So you couldn't have used that, that injury thing to get Kramer back up here. Um, but he pitched yesterday anyway. I don't understand how we got in this shape. Except we must have decided we don't care. And that's well, irritating. I, this early in the season, absolutely. Um, that, that, you know, to me, and I think that fans deserve, uh, you know, in the months of April, May, and June, uh, they deserve best effort. Look, go out. We want to see you guys try. We want to see you guys go out there. He, and here's what I'm seeing. And, and here's what, what, what I think is needed. These guys look beat down. These guys look defeated early, early on in the game. Um, there, there's not a lot of fight. And that's kind of what I want to see. I want to see Trey Mancini punch somebody in the face in a literal fist fight to get the blood going. To get yeah, to see the problem these guys. Is, the problem is, though, if Trey Mancini gets in a fist fight, he's probably going to get it with the other person pressing too hard, and we're going to see Mountcastle and Mancini <laughs> fighting. Um, to address a couple comments coming in over on YouTube uh, about Wade LeBlanc's on this team because the team needs innings. LeBlanc couldn't make it through two today. So he's not an inning eater. There's also a comment, Dean Kramer can't make starts every fifth day and make it through September. I understand that. But we're still in April. And this would have been, se- this would have been seven games in between starts. Or six, yeah, seven games. And again, why not means? Why not have means come in and pitch? Is, oh, is yeah, this- and I didn't even realize. I'm trying to make the point about Kramer. Yeah, means could have pitched. To say Kramer only pitched 18.2 in plus alt sites yesterday. Skipping means start is weird. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this isn't – oh, and also, these are professional pitchers. And I get that last year was a shortened season. But they're professional. This, that, if I go to work and have a, work a three-day work week because of Christmas, they don't come back the next week and say, hey, let's only go four this week because <laughs> we got to ease you back into this. These are professional pitchers. They need to be able to pitch a whole season. They can, they, there's no need to baby these guys. They're professionals. They know how to do this stuff. Now, so, so let's. So, one of the things that you've been excited about in the previous weeks is that our pitching has actually, you know, take away the scheduling nightmare uh, and who's starting yeah. on what days. But in general, the Orioles have been pitching pretty well. I've been and really happy with the with the starting pitching. I, and I can't necessarily say that you know, the we have gotten a decent amount of hits both yesterday and today, but we're not scoring any runs. Uh, is, is that, is that an issue of Hyde not managing the lineup, uh, you know, as opportunistic as, as that, as that could be, or is it just the guys aren't taking advantage of, you know, when there's runners in scoring position? Um, it is the Orioles are all or nothing. The Orioles have two options, strikeout, home run. That's the problem. What we saw from the athletics yesterday was a lot was small ball. Yeah. Hitting balls, getting on base, moving guys around the bases. That's why the Athletics are winning now, what, 12 games in a row. The Orioles are swinging for Utah Street every single time. And that's an issue. I get it that you want the two-run home run, the three-run home run. But settle down and just get base hits. 
Yeah, if that's possible. And, uh, you know, they, they talk about it on the broadcast about how everybody's going for either a, a strikeout or, or a home run ball. Um, the Orioles tonight had 10 hits. How many hits did the Athletics have? Ooh, I'm going to guess probably they scored seven runs. I'm going to guess they, they had seven, seven hits. They had nine hits. Nine hits? Yeah. So what they did is when they got guys on base, they got them in. They got them around those bases. So, so let's, let's walk through the lineup tonight. You know, we, in the outfield, we had DJ Stewart, Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes. Are you okay with I, that lineup in the outfield? DJ Stewart, yeah. This, this Defensively, yeah, it's great. Great, I'm fine with it. Cedric Mullins is back hitting. He's 329. 329 for a whole season of Mullins would be amazing. Oh, no one expected him at that 450, 500 number. Uh, but he got a hit tonight and a walk tonight. He did one strikeout, one walk, one hit. I'm okay with that from Cedric Mullins. Um, Stewart got a hit tonight and a strikeout. Uh, and then Hayes got two hits tonight and a strikeout. I'm okay with that. I like those guys in the outfield defensively, and they all got hits. I'm good. All right, let's let's go to the infield. We, are, are you are you okay with uh, Michael Franco and Freddie Galvis? I don't care. They're I, not I, guys that are here long term. They they're no one I'm attached to at all. So I don't see our op, our our minor league guys are not ready yet. So I'm fine. I don't I, care. I think Franco's leading the team in RBIs. Uh, I think he's been playing a, a pretty decent third base. Freddie Galvis really came along, you know, when we were about to, to trade him for a, a bag of peanuts. Yep. Uh, he went on a hitting streak down in Texas, almost doubled his batting average. Uh, I, I like what I've been seeing about with Freddie, da- uh, Freddie Davis, Freddie Galvis, you know, yeah. and, and I think that defensively he's pretty good. But if they you turn the corner there, tonight, so it's fine. What about Rio Ruiz? Uh, no, he was impressive for what? Two games at the beginning of the season defensively where we saw him make some plays at second base. We do not have a second baseman on this team. And that's like a little league thing or a softball thing where you don't have a real second baseman. You just have a guy standing there in position. That's not something you should see in the majors. Do you feel like this idea of just platooning him and Ramon Urias, you know, back and forth with the lefties and righties is how long is that going to last? It's, it's, Gonna last the whole season because they don't care. What we learned today, by the way they set this pitching lineup up, is that they do not care about winning games. Is it or just either being competitive on the field? Now neither one of us are actually in Baltimore, but do you feel that the are the fans in Baltimore are, have they just become uh, immune to this, uh, or are? I, I feel like this is, you know, the, it's the local team. It's, it's the local fan base that's hurt the most. Uh, what, uh, are they left, what were they left to do other than watch, tune in for the, the draft, uh, the NFL draft, and see who the Ravens get? I mean, but see, that it's, it's too easy to say that because we've had losing baseball for many years in Baltimore, and people, people in Baltimore, you've got the diehards like us that care and understand this rebuild, but still get frustrated, but we understand the long-term goals. And then you have people who don't care unless the Orioles are winning. Do you feel like it's different this time? Do you feel like it's different? Is it different? Does it it really feel like they're not trying? 
Um, the players on the field are trying. Agreed. Today, I believe that the Orioles did not put out a team on the field with his attempt to win the game. When you don't bring up a starting pitcher and you try to let your bullpen and you try to give all this conversation about your safety of your pitchers and, and not letting pitchers wear out pitchers, but you're going to let your bullpen be worn out for a whole game, which Major League Baseball, the whole reason for this rule with second base to limit extra innings is so you don't wear out your bullpen. And the Orioles have decided, well, let's just blow out our bullpen in one game. Um, they don't care to win as far as the GM. This would have been a great game to have Mike Elias being interviewed instead of the 30-second <laughs> interview he had yesterday. I agree. Um, back to second base. We don't have a second baseman. Would you like a guy? How do you feel about a guy right now, if you had, could take a second baseman, batting 237? with a uh, 447 uh, slugging percentage, has 14 games, nine hits, two triples, four doubles. Yeah. Would you take that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know whose stat line that is? Hanser Alberto. (laughs) This year, that's what he's doing. The guy that we did not need to get rid of could have given him whatever – What's he making? Two million bucks? He can't be making that much. No, I think he's making like 1.2, maybe 1.3, which was way too rich for the Orioles. Uh, so instead, we're paying a guy the, you know, the, the league minimum, which is half a million dollars. So essentially, you know, it was an extra $600,000 that they couldn't spring for. 500000 No, wait, no. That was in 2016. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would think he's making a little bit more since then. I think but, the, whole, um, the whole reason why the Orioles didn't want to keep him. Okay, because it, it, it was this is his first year of arbitration. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> not only that, the guy provided so much energy to the team. He was a leader of the clubhouse and positivity and happy and always yeah. smiling. When you talk about how this team is all pressing and they all look angry and nobody's happy, you might as well have Chris Davis up in this dugout so someone's starting to fight with Brandon Hyde. I agree. I agree. Bring back Chris Davis. Um, the problem is Chris Davis can't play second base. The way that they shift these days, I feel like, you know, on some plays, you know, to righties that maybe he does a little bit. I put Ryan Mountcastle there. I don't care. Uh, it's not working with these guys. Bring up, is Pat Valleco on this team or is he at the alt site? He's at the alt site. All right. So bring him back. He can play second base. Um, I, I'm okay. The team needs to do something. I mean, we're in a, are we in a slump? I mean, we did, we, we took one of two games down in Miami. Um, it seems watching the team play, it sure feels like they're last day. It's a There's just not a lot of energy there. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I'll tell you what it's, you're not that good of a baseball player. If when I Google your name, it tries to take me to your Facebook page instead of your <laughs> baseball reference page. <laughs> Was that Hanser Alberto? No, I was trying to look up Stevie Wilkinson. Stevie Wilkerson, who's been a uh, alternate site all-star in the three games that they've uh, posted box scores about against right. the Washington Nationals. I, I was uh, looking him up because I have a memory of him playing some second base. So I wanted to oh, confirm he, that he is a he second did. baseman. He, he has played second base. He's played a lot of outfield, and but 
or some outfield. And then Remember, he was our center base. fielder in 2019, but only out of necessity. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Stevie Wilkerson played uh, yesterday in a game against the Washington Nationals at the Orioles uh, alternate training site, Team One. Right. He was two for two with a, a double and a triple and a walk. Yeah, that's Couple why I was looking him up. Now, Elias yesterday said that he doesn't care what people do in those alt games. He doesn't take any of that into oh. account. But apparently he also doesn't take spring training stats into account or what people do on the field into account or the fact that the rules say you need a starting pitcher on your team. So Elias does not care about this season. And it's really irritating because when we talk about the rebuild and rebuilding, this is supposed to be the first year of starting to build, build back better, build up. Um, this isn't supposed to be this is what you see. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. To destroy a team. Not what you see as a team that you're going to build on and here's the foundation and let's go. Absolutely. How do you explain... How do you explain today's move to the rest of the clubhouse? These guys that are supposed to be part of your future, the Ryan Mountcastles, maybe the Cedric Mullins, the Austin Hayes. Uh, how do you explain this to them? Well, we're just, we're just going to go a bullpen day. Right, right. We don't care. And it's so irritating. Um, and it, I get it. I, we all knew the Orioles were going to be bad this season. But we also saw this as the start of something. So many of us didn't think it was going to be as bad as last year. Let's let's but take a when, pause but on when that. You're putting a team, but when you're putting a team out here on the field with no chance of winning whatsoever, I get that this, I get team salary doesn't say you're going to win. But when you're going at a game without a starting pitching, just because you want your starting pitching to have even more off days, it doesn't make sense. I, I absolutely agree, and and so for, and and look, I, I get that everybody is talking about how we're going to need extra pitching because guys can't go that long. Uh, that you know they can't I don't pitch every. That. I don't either because they've been doing that for for years. And we've never we've never been in this situation before, and suddenly everyone on Twitter is an expert about how pitchers handle a short season. Look, do we have any of our anybody in our rotation that's gone longer than six innings? There's nobody that's gone over a hundred yeah, pitches. John Means has. I think John Means went into the seventh, right? He went once. He yeah. went seven. So one. look, none of, none of our guys are going real deep into games, but we've we have really good pitching because we have a really good bullpen. Right. You know, we, we've got even even with Jorge but Lopez. You know, bullpen. he is what he is. He can go four innings, maybe into five, but then we get in someone like a Plutko. So we've got pitching. 
fundamentally, we should have some guys that can hit the ball. We know Mountcastle can hit. We've seen what DJ Stewart can do. Cedric Mullins is coming alive. We shouldn't be a bad team. We shouldn't be losing, you know, like we are tonight. That's right. the most frustrating piece. So we've been happy with the rotation. If anything, I've been irritated that I think Brandon Hyde pulls guys too early and from the starters. And that I lean into, okay, fine, everyone's trying to protect these guys. But if you want to do a bullpen game, I get it. All right, well, I don't get it at this early in the season. But I understand you say, hey, our bullpen's been pitching really well. The problem is, who has not been pitching well in our bullpen? Wade LeBlanc. Uh, Tyler Wells, Sean Armstrong, the three guys you put in this game today. And it takes until what in and uh, one, two, three, seven. When Tate came in, five, Plutko comes in. Yeah. And I'm good. Plutko's good. Fifth or sixth in, and he came in. Tate came in. He's good. I'm good with him. Tanner Scott came in. I'm good with him. But the game was over when you brought those guys in. And here's, you know, the more I think about it, and it'll be interesting to see how Hyde handles the post-game interview, but um, is, this a, is this a situation where you don't want to burn anybody's options? Is this protecting, you know, players' option, you know, as they get op- option down? I, mean, I was looking it up. Even Trey Mancini still has two or three options left on his contract. Um, uh, but I was looking, who could you send down? You know, and, and you could send down a lot of different people. So is it just a matter of, well, I don't want to burn that option that I might need next year? No, because – no, I don't – no, because the Orioles have played with options before. They would send, like, Chen down and Bud Norris down to all-star breaks. Um, so, no, they're not worried about it. So, um, and I get that – there's a comment saying pitchers haven't been doing it for a year. Kramer, Aiken, and Means don't have a history of throwing 200 innings. They don't for the Baltimore Orioles, but these guys have been throwing baseballs at least since high school. And if you look at all the stats, it's everyone complaining about high school pitchers being overworked, college pitchers being overworked. Josh, so, I know you love this. Why didn't they call up Mickey Janice? I... I don't know why they don't do anything. Why? It seems like a last-minute decision to be like, oh, I guess who's back there? Oh, Wade LeBlanc. Everyone else is 20 minutes away, and the game starts in 15. It's got to be Wade <laughs> LeBlanc. I mean, it. So like- I'm not expecting the Orioles to win. The athletics are hot. I expect you to put a Major League Baseball team on the field. So we've got five more games at Camden Yards this week, uh, yeah. starting with tomorrow with Means. Uh, then the rest of the rotation, hope, well, hopefully the rest of the rotation kind of comes through. We get kind of one through five, Means, Harvey, Zimmerman, Lopez, and what we'd like to think is Kramer. Um, how do you feel about the, you know, be- before we head back, you know, out west, can the Orioles win, you know, at least one more game in Camden Yards? So far this year, we've won a total of one game. The Orioles are one and eight at home this year. If you want to include all of last season, the Orioles are 14 and 28. Oh. Um, tomorrow we finish the series with the Athletics, the hottest team in baseball. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we have a four game series against the New York Yankees. The New York Yankees 
have been playing well the past couple of days. They've won three in a row. That may be six, seven in a row. We'll have to see how it goes. Um, we are in the cellar right now. All that talk a week ago about the Yankees and laughing at the Yankees, we are 8-12. and 12. We are at the bottom. We've lost three in a row. Um, it's not going to be any easier. And it comes back to the lineup. Because I am confident that even with the Athletics and the Yankees in town, that our starting pitching can hold them to three runs. Absolutely. That we can keep these games. In fact, the bullpen too, that we can keep these to three-run games. The question is, can this lineup put up four runs? Is that is that more on the team? It's, it's got to be both, right? It's, it's on the players. It's at, it's at the guys at the plate, but it's also with Hyde putting together the right lineup. Do you feel like he's putting together the right lineup? Yeah, I think everyone's just pressing too much. I don't have a, I really don't have a problem with Hyde. I have some problems with Elias and problems <laughs> with these guys hitting the ball. If I look at the last week, uh, take today out of it because today – I don't count because we didn't put a starting pitch in it in the game. Um, yesterday we lost one to three. Uh, Wednesday we lost zero to three. We won on Tuesday. Sunday we lost zero to one. Uh, win Saturday, win Friday. Let's see. We played two on Thursday. We lost two to four. We lost yeah. one to two. Then. Last Tuesday, and by the way, when you're resting all these guys, remember we had all these other random off days. We lost a game four to three on Tuesday. We won the other game. Um, last Sunday in Boston was the last time we were blown out, and that was a nine to fourteen win. Now somehow the Orioles put up nine runs in that. But when a lot I of more late in the game. What's crazy if I count all of our losses this season, the Yankees put up seven twice on us. The Red Sox put up 7, 6, and 14 on us. Every other loss this year has been no more than four runs. That is really – that is way more telling about our lineup than our bullpen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think – and it's going to be interesting because what I'm looking for right now is who's going to be the guy that steps up and, and, and is a spark for the team. You know, is it somebody like Mountcastle? Is it is it going to be Trey Mancini, who you know we've seen plays with a lot of passion? Uh, you know, could it be DJ Stewart who gets a, a little bit hot, or maybe one of the new guys, Franco or, or Freddie Galvis? Um, I don't think it's going to be anybody that plays second base. Um, as long as Chance Cisco's behind the plate, it's not going to be Chance Cisco. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but I think that it's going to be fun to see who it is. It's got to it's got to happen. Uh, and it, if it's nobody on the roster right now, they need to bring somebody up that can, that can be that. But spark. here's the problem. It can't be one guy because one guy can get hot and he can get on base every time. But if no one's knocked them around, it's contagious. The runs. I think it's contagious. I think it's one guy that, that starts the, the, you know, the, the little flicker and everybody else feeds off that. I mean, Hayes and Cisco got two hits tonight. <sighs> no one joined that. And they still have crappy batting averages. Agreed. So, um, I don't know how you fix this lineup. Because this was stuff you were supposed to do in spring training. Where you, you go in and say, hey, forget all that home run stuff. This is the Oriole way. I'm tired of hearing 
that, oh, the ball will fly and the bats will come alive when it's warm out. Oh, that's too late. Because guess what? It's the same weather the Red Sox and the Yankees are playing in. And the ball's going out for them. So don't tell me you need that, that warm weather for the Oriole bats to wake up. No one else has that chance. We all play in the same weather. Um, Mountcastle has been hitting the ball hard. I keep saying he's due. He's going to get it. He's going to get it. He sat out today. He sat out today. Hopefully, that means he'll play tomorrow, and hopefully we can, we can see it back. I think it was yesterday that he had two deep balls to the, to the warning track. Um, maybe it is that dead ball and really messing with Mountcastle. But Mountcastle's got a 174 batting average. If he doesn't get hot soon, there's going to be a lot of talk about sending him to Project Bowie to get things figured out. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so tomorrow night, Means versus Jesus Lizardo, uh, left-handed pitcher. So I imagine we'll see mostly righties in our lineup. I imagine that um, instead of DJ Stewart, we'll probably see Ryan Mountcastle in the outfield or at least DHing. If we want to, uh, if we want to, tr- if we want to try to play the game, I mean, it depends. Oh, some um, late breaking news from uh, from Andrew Stetka. LeBlanc was DFA'd today. Zach Lothar is being recalled. You know what would have uh, been nice if they did that fifteen hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I agree. I, I feel well, like hey. maybe maybe the, the mail kind of got lost, and maybe the the you know somebody's right. forgot to pick up their voicemail. I mean, right, right. Was Route 50 <laughs> all backed up all day or something? Couldn't get out of Bowie? Or, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, who knows? Maybe Lothar's going to start tomorrow instead of John Means. Maybe they're all confused. <laughs> I don't understand. This team is really irritating. But, but here's yeah. what I like. Here's yeah. what I love. They, 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 they made a move. Uh, whether or not it's the right move, you know, maybe whether or not it's, it's the last move. But I like that they actually did something. They recognized that. Maybe they recognize that they messed up. Maybe they recognize that they can't count days in the week, uh, and and they're gonna they're gonna rectify that. Uh, yeah, sure. Or maybe around the seventh inning, Michael Elias was like, "All right, I need to come up with something so that when they try to pin this on me, I have <laughs> I have something." I, I think that absolutely that could be the case. So, but all right, here's something fun. I'm glad I get to I do Birdland tonight again tomorrow. It's a day game, so game starts at 1 o'clock, so figure 4.30, 4, 4, I hope it's not three and a half hours. Let's say 4 o'clock. I hope, I hope we're doing the show at 4 o'clock. Here's the great thing. When John Means is on the mound, you know it's going to be a fast game. The guy yeah. takes zero time between pitches. Yeah, but here's the thing. Is Zach Lothar coming up? I would like to see Zach Lothar come in and pitch right after John Means and bring him in at the pen. I want to see Lothar. So. If the game if the game's tight, I want to see Cesar Valdez um, and and maybe Tanner Scott on a oh, yeah. dry mound. Well, he just struck out three guys on Friday night. If you want, he is Cesar Valdez is my favorite player on this team right now. Oh, absolutely, he's not. Now, when I say that, it's not a this guy. Let's uh, sign him for ten years, leave him on. <laughs> At this moment, he is the guy I have the most fun watching. It doesn't mean build the team around him. You know, it, it's the same feeling I had back when Chris Davis was on the team. You know, regardless of how good he was or bad he was, you're still glued to the television when he's at the plate. Uh, regardless what, what Cesar Valdez does, I'm glued to the, to the television when he's on the mound. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you. 
Uh, one more thing about tonight that I forgot in all everything else I was frustrated about. Coming out at the end of the at what is it the eighth inning to try to fix the mound? Yeah. Or no, that was that top of I nine. I think the ninth. Yeah. That was top of nine to fix the mound because Tanner Scott is slipping too much out there. They should have just called the game there. It was pouring rain. It's been raining for innings. You've already ruined your bullpen. Why would you try to risk losing a pitcher to injury? I I didn't see why the the Orioles didn't try to slow play it and get the game canceled so that they could, you know, replay the entire game. I don't well, I don't understand why they past, were pressing. We've gone more than seven, so they wouldn't. No, but it was it was it was raining in the. They came out there in the third inning. The groundskeeper yes. lady. Um, yeah, when she came out with the iPad. I, yeah. had, I was like, oh, it's going to be a late night for Birdland tonight because we're having a delay. <laughs> well, I thought so, so you're too. right. I don't understand why they played through it, except the Orioles didn't care to win this game. That's the only thing I can think of as well, because at that point in time, we were losing. Um, and again, it, it, it's, it's, it's your field. You kind of have that advantage, I think, of being able to call the game or not. Yeah. Matt and I, Matt and I do this thing a lot where we see things and we'll compare it to our, our – men's softball games that we play and it i'm sure it's a lame comparison but i'll share i had a softball game last night and this was playing against a team that shouldn't be in our division there's a former rocky on the team and a former (laughs) dodger on the team and then it's all their friends who played minor league and college ball but just didn't make it to the majors they scored 27 runs in the first inning the second inning they came up and batted left-handed um, I'm the pitcher. I turned <laughs> to the coach and said, can we just go home? Like, I'll, if you lead us off the field now, I'll be right behind you charging. There's no point in playing that game. Yeah. That's how the Orioles took their approach to this game. Yeah. And I, when I say the Orioles, I don't mean, mean the players. Because the players want to win every game when they're out on that field. But when your owner is not – and not owner. I, I, I have no issues with the Angelos family. I think they're handling all of this fine. I've forgiven Peter Angelos many years ago. I think John Angelos is doing fine. So I don't mean owner. I take that back. Everyone settle down. <laughs> Mike Elias had no desire for the Orioles to win today. And maybe he's a little upset that we weren't the worst team in baseball last year. So the Red Sox are going to get a better draft pick than us this year. And he's determined that just like the lady in major league, he's sending his team to the bottom. (laughs) I think you're absolutely right. All right. Um, I think we broke down this game kind of, sort of. We definitely ranted on this game. I think we also kind of shared where all, where we all feel about kind of the state of the Orioles at this moment. (laughs) that it's very frustrating. Um, and we have, what's this game, 20? I think we have like 142 games <laughs> left in the season to go. So, yeah, AJ, you're right. The Orioles are trying to get another top three pick. I get that. But how many times do you do that? At some point, you got to use those picks to win baseball games. No, no, and here's the other thing. I think this is the last year that you can tank. This is going to be a big issue in the collective bargaining agreement that the players are, are so upset about is that, you look, you have to be able to field, field a competitive team. 
you know, all of these guys are angry because look, you're, you're replacing us with cheap guys uh, because you don't want to pay us decent salaries. So then we end up having to go to Japan and play. So I think this is the last year that teams are, are allowed to tank before there's some type of repercussions. And Mike Elias wants to make sure that he gets one last number one draft pick in. I, I agree. Hey, AJ, thanks for watching on Facebook. Um, I'm going to let everyone know now that you are the secret identity of Mike Elias. Based <laughs> on your comments of cheering on Cole Sulcer, cheering on Cedric Mullins, saying the Orioles are trying to get a top three pick. Don't you get it? And then I'm still upset that the Red Sox might get Kumar Rocker or Jake Lettner in this year's draft. Uh, and then you say they're projected to win in 2027. 2027 is too late. But uh, I, understand, I understand all that logic. But 2027, when did this rebuild start? 2018? 2019. This is year three of the rebuild, right? No, we, st we started in 2018 when we traded away Zach Britton, Jonathan Scope, Manny Machado. What, that, that was all, that was all 2018. Of, fall of 2018 is when Michael Elias came, right? Uh, yeah, I think some of those moves were made prior to Elias getting there. That, right, that was, Dan Duquette gonna... traded away Manny Machado, if I remember correctly. Right. So last November, yeah, they said the Orioles were two years in. So this is year three of the rebuild. 2027 is too long for a rebuild. That's not a rebuild. That's just blowing things up and blowing things up and blowing things up. I get that the Orioles haven't won a World Series since 83. No, I think this is in the fourth year. Well, let's, let's, let's count this down. 2018, you basically gave up halfway through when you decided to trade away Manny Machado. But see, that's your, your well, yes, but that's before Michael Elias. Right. And then 2019, you know, you had a horrible team, you know, back when we had Stevie Wilkerson playing center field. 2020 was, again, shortened year, but now we're in the, the, we're in the fourth year now. Yes. Um, but I'm only counting years Michael Elias was here. And I get. AJ, that it's been almost 40 years. It'll be over 40 years with your 2027 projection. <laughs> 40 years on the nose with my 2023 projections. 2023 is more realistic. Uh, over at, on the shirts over at Birdland Tonight store, I, I put out options. You can buy a 2023, 2024, or 2025 World Series championship shirts. The or all of them. The 20, they've all sold. Everyone's picking <laughs> different years. 2023 is the most popular. If you wait until 2027, that's a whole different generation of baseball fans that were not watching the Orioles the last time the Orioles had a winning season. That's too long. We talk about the 14 years before that run with the Buckle Up Birds. You can't wait till 2027. You can't go through another 14 years. Absolutely agree. So I get it. Also, if the Orioles don't decide next year is the year to start winning games, you're not going to have anyone else to trade. You can keep bringing in these number one draft picks, but guess what? Adley Rushman has to come up sometime soon. The fact that there was no baseball last year for minor leagues allowed you to keep him back. If he had a full season of minor league baseball last year, he was going to force his way onto the baseball team this year. Agreed. Because you didn't have that, you can start him in double A and then push him to triple A. But once he starts lighting it up in triple A, you end up with a Mountcastle moment 
where you have to bring him up to the majors because there's nothing more for him to do in the minors. And that Adley Rushman coming up is the, is the key. That's the, when the, everything switches and you do whatever you can do to win in the major league level. And you don't worry about draft picks anymore. Completely agree. All right. I was supposed to take a break at some point there. Yeah, I, I forgot about that rule. as well. I broke my own rule. It was so irritating. Uh, we went way overtime, guys. Thanks for checking out Birdland tonight. I will be back here tomorrow. Let's hope the totals are way better. I think so. AJ, it come back to tomorrow so we can keep talking. In fact, if you want, I'll put you in the other box instead of Cody, and we can talk about <laughs> this tomorrow after your old game. Send me a message. Because I see you now talking about Mancini Santander means Scott is all trade chips. And if we get into that, Cody and I are going to be here another 25 minutes. Easy. Because someone's got to be part of your future. You can't trade everyone away and get 26 draft picks and then be like, all right, we're ready to win. (laughs) We got 26 first round picks. Let's go. All right, guys. Thanks for watching Berlin tonight. Cody. Uh, I assume you've got uh, working on something for your podcast this week. Uh, yeah, always check out the Twitter feed at Orioles Podcast. All right, Session 336 will record on Monday. It'll be, I say anger, this is really just frustration. Because we're not going anywhere. We're going to be here for every game. <laughs> we're Orioles fans. We bleed this stuff. So thanks for still, checking out. AJ, still 142 talk to, you later. to go. Yep, 122. Let's keep going. Guys, we'll talk again later. Check out Birdland tonight and the store and all that. And you know what, AJ, I'm putting up a 2027 shirt in the next day or two just for you. (laughs) We'll see you guys. Take care. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.